This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. We in coaching, in any sport, you give up to have the life that few have and so I've lived that life, and now I'm going to be selfish about not giving up anything. And, uh, and in saying that for my, my wife, you know, she's made so many sacrifices. And to be quite frank with you, she hasn't reminded me that much about it. But I think in retirement, she's probably going to get what she wants most of the time. And because uh, uh, I have no excuse, like I got to see this recruit or... I got a meeting with Paulo, then those things aren't going to work. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Friday as we dive back into college football. We'll start continuing our capsules here for the top teams that we think of a real chance to uh, go far into March. And, of, the, of course, the voice there of Coach K and the, the sacrifices he's made with his net worth of $45 million. I mean, we all just – let's all just take a yeah. moment to remember all the was sacrifices. That, that sound bite was nauseating. I like – Oh, my God. Well, every press that. conference with him with that voice is nauseating, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. but just – yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't even want to. God, I would. I wish I liked him more. He's from Chicago. He went to high school down the street from my high school. Like I really wish. I really wish I liked him more. I can't stand him. And then some of the backstories that you get, and how he treats the, the student reporters. Oh, Bayheim too. Like it's. I'm sure Paul Aspen has a, a tale or two. Worse. <laughs> Well, how about the story yesterday, quickly on Bayon that there, he, he promised that there is a succession plan. There's an exit plan. He's 78. Dude, there's no exit plan. Your kids are all well, the court. The exit plan I'm, is death. That's Well, Coach K was sitting there saying the same crap, talking about how, oh, the rest of the year she's going to get her away. Thanks, pal. You're 75. Like, you're about to die. Also, nobody oh, now it's my on in his, does anyone care about what's going on in his retirement and marriage? No. Like, I'm sorry. I could care less. Who's getting also, which way in your marriage? Like, I don't every, care. 
Every coach, <laughs> every, every person who does this at a high level makes sacrifices in professional sports. Like you're not the lone coach, Kay. Like every coach did the same thing you did. They, they gave up family time. And by the way, it's not me being a jerk. Life expectancy of effort for males, 75.1 years. That was in 2020. <laughs> like he's got 0.1 year left. Watch out, May 1st. <laughs> all right. Well, this Just is say all- it. Watch. He's going he's gonna to be 100, isn't he? He's going to be with Sister Jean, right? Like that's what's going to uh, happen. And listen, I, he, I hope he lives as long as he can. But like I, I, I don't want to hear the interviews with Coach K when he's 95 about how the game was better when he was coaching. I, I don't need it. <laughs> I just – we're going to get it. I don't need it. All right, let's dive into some capsules here. Joe, why don't you start us off? The Red Raiders, Texas Tech. What do you think? What I think is it, it just hit me that I'm already past the halfway mark. I'm in the second uh, half of my life. 75, oh. if that's the average. Time you know, to get that Jeep. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck, crisis. You're on the back nine. Jeep wave. Put it all on Texas Tech. Let, there you go. All right, let's talk uh, Texas Tech. They are 25 to 1 at FanDuel and DraftKings. And for the final four run, the best number that I saw is plus 600. They are projected to be a three seed at the moment. They are ninth in Ken Palm, 11th in net rating. Another p- piece of their resume uh, quad one wins. Well, there's six of them. The problem is they played 13 of those games. They are six and seven in quad one games. Quad two, seven and no, quad three, one and no, quad four, nine and no. So 17 and no in quads two through four, just below 500 quad one games. You know, you lose Chris Beard, but that's all right with Mark Adams because their game plan has not changed. It's about the defense. Number two in the country in defensive efficiency. If you want to get specific, they're number 13 in turnover percentage and opposing two point field goal percentage. They will let you shoot it from the outside. Go ahead. Go ahead. They don't care but because uh, it has not impacted their defense in a negative way at all. They have a number of big wins, 23-7 and seven on the year, 12-5 and five in a very challenging conference. But look at the impressive wins. They've beat Baylor twice. They beat Texas twice. They beat Kansas. They took out Tennessee in overtime. Uh, the losses, Gonzaga earlier in the year, and then Kansas, but that Kansas game was a double overtime game. So you can't really uh, ding them for that one at all. I think the big question we're here with Texas Tech is, um, is, isn't it Mark Adams? You know, he doesn't have a lot of head coaching experience. 65 years old, it, it'll be a really cool story if they make a deep run. A guy that went to school there, started off as a student assistant um, from 2013 to 15. He was a director of basketball operations. So I, I love that they they saw this opportunity was with uh, him in the building as an assistant, gave him that job. He, he's a Texas Tech lifer. So it would be awesome if uh, they do that, if he, if he makes some sort of a deep run. They have some depth. I mean, they play four guards consistently. Uh, I, I view uh, the newcomer, Bryson Williams, could be the newcomer of the year in the Big 12. He, he's been a terrific man you want to talk about efficiency all of his numbers are off the charts but um texas tech viewed as a three seed maybe a surprise to some in a wide open year that the numbers only 25 to one but you know if if you look at the teams behind them say if we're looking at the ken palm ratings you you might at first glance say okay what's what's the big difference okay they have the great defense but offensively they're not quite there they're not great 
Why are they 25 to one? Why are teams that don't appear to be that much worse, 50, 70 to one? It's the big wins. I mean, that's it. I mean, that that's what, if you're betting on Texas Tech, you have to point to sweeping Baylor and sweeping Texas and uh, also taking out Kansas and Tennessee. Can't uh, harp on that enough. I like them. I, I think there's, I, I think they're underrated actually going to the tournament. I feel like people, I don't know, maybe it was a couple of years ago they had that run, but I, I don't feel like yep. people are going to think about them in the same way. Maybe it's because the coach is gone or it's just a different group, but I, I do think that we could see something out of them. So, Do you think the Texas, number would be different if Beard was still there? I do. Yeah. The perception would be like, they, all, you know, they were there a couple of years ago, same coach, and it just feels a little different now. But I, I do think, in general, I feel like, and I have one, I'll, I'll give it a couple of minutes, but I feel like people are sleeping on the Big 12 teams. We talked through Baylor yesterday. It doesn't seem like the hype is there. Texas Tech. Right. It just feels like the Big 12 is kind of being pushed to the side here for the other conferences. Erin, are you going to tell us about Perdont? I know. When the list came out of which teams we were going to preview, I was like, all right, I know no one else is going to want to take Perdont, so I'll do mm-hmm. it. Um, all right, Ken Palm has them at 13. Let's talk about what they struggle with. Um, four times this year, excuse me, Purdue has lost on buzzer beaters, last second shots. So to me, this is a team that can't close out games. And that's a big concern um, in March. You have to be able to pull out wins. um, And sometimes they just can't do that. The Boilers struggle to play defense. They're ninth in the Big Ten in defensive rating, ninth in defending the three. They're sixth in block shots. And they have a guy that's 7-3. Defense wins championships, the old cliche, and if you know you have to be able to defend the three, and they can't do either, so that's not good. I don't know if they'll make the Sweet 16, but maybe even less than that. I don't know how. I don't think they'll go very far. I'm not as high on them as uh, you know some of the teams we went over yesterday. Of course, we all know they got Jaden Ivey. Um, he's averaging 17.4 points a game, 3.1 assists. Um, he's the most important player on their team. So that's good. I mean, it all starts with him. Uh, Zach Eady, 14.9 points, 7.5 boards a game. Um, and then Sasha Stefanovic, um, he's their main shooter, 11.2 points a game. So he's a senior. He could be kind of a streaky shooter at times. Um, but you know, he's a pretty good player as well. And then Trevion Williams, the second big man to Edie is a little shorter, um, but he is strong in the post. So, um, I think coach painter in terms of strength, he's not afraid to go to, into his bench and play, you know, nine guys in a game. They've got a lot of depth. Um, so that's always good. Um, and could be good come tournament time. Um, but again, I don't see this team Purdue. I don't have a lot of faith that they're going to go far in the tournament, maybe sweet 16 or less. I think that's probably the consensus on this show, right? It's it's going to be hard to have a good feel to keep continue. Like when we have our brackets yeah. in front of us, to like just keep writing that name. Would we change our opinion if they uh, reach the Big Ten Conference Championship game? I'm not saying win it, but they get to that Sunday. Maybe, but or, or is it about like are they hitting a couple game winning shots to get there? I mean, how how are they yeah. getting there? Yeah, sure. I, I, they're good, and they obviously do one thing really well. But I I just don't trust them. Um, all right, nope. I'll, I'll jump on Kansas. Kansas, Bill Self, we, we know what they are, and it's a program that's that's always in the mix here. Um, so I see a lot of reasons to like them, but I see a couple of fatal flaws that I, I'm worried about, and I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas gets knocked out 
earlier than some people think. Are right, there 16 to one right now? You can find them to win it all. They're projected to be a two seed. Joe Lunardi's latest bracketology, 24 and six record. They're 10th overall in Ken Palm, which which is good, right? This is the kind of team we're looking at. But you look at them and their adjusted offense is fifth. Their adjusted defense is 40th. So their defense is not on the level that we're kind of hoping for or looking for here with, with a team that maybe is going to make a big run. So that that worries me a little bit. Um, they face the 28th best offenses, so they face some good offenses, but they face some really good defense. It gives me gives me some faith maybe there's more to their offense, but here's a couple of things I looked at that that worry me a little bit. So they have a couple of weird losses, Dayton, TCU. Those are not the kind of like – and the TCU loss just happened a couple of days ago. They lost to Jamie Dixon and TCU just a couple of days ago. The other four losses, top 25 teams, that happens. But but here's the one that, that stood out to me when I looked you know, kind of deeper at how they play. So they have one really good guard. And and one thing I always look at when we look at these capsules and, and who's going to do something here in, in, in March, can you make threes? Do you take threes? Free throws. They're not near the top. I mean, forget not near the top. They're they're more towards the bottom in in in, in uh, college basketball. They're 250th in three-pointers attempted. And they only shoot 71% as a team from the free-throw line. Yeah. That yeah. worries me. They're not shooting threes. They don't shoot threes, at least at the level I think you need to. And they're only a decent, okay, free-throw shooting team. If they face a team that can hit threes and is and makes their free-throws – they could be in trouble. I um, The more I dove into Kansas, I went in thinking, yeah, I kind of like this team. And then I walked out and I was like, ah, I don't know. I am, uh, I'm not as high on Kansas show as I was maybe a couple days ago. You know, I, I, at first glance, I kind of want to give them a break because it's a strange situation at the end of right. the season uh, to have a conference uh, opponent in back-to-back games. Like, we don't, we don't see that very much. Right. But then if, if you look at the box score of that game, you would assume, oh, TCU upset Kansas, that means that TCU must have been shooting the lights out, right? Yeah, they were three for 15. TCU was three for 15 from beyond the arc in that game. Right. Three for 15. They, they were not hitting their threes at all, and Kansas actually hit eight of them. It, that was not the case. Um, I will say, though, that they have the second most quad one wins in the country. They've had a lot of opportunities, part of uh, participating in the Big 12. But they they have nine of them, and they are eighth in net rating. But I, I certainly understand uh, understand some of your concerns there. The the other two teams that have nine quad one wins, Wisconsin we view as a very lucky squad, and then the other one it gets zero buzz. It is a Big Twelve team, and it's Iowa State. Yeah. They are they're they're well, they ninety six no in quad one games. Nobody talks about them. That, so, that's interesting to me because, but nine and six in quad one, one and four in quad two. That is strange. Yeah, that is. So right now at Kansas at two, like you made a good point here. They've beaten a lot of quad one teams, right? They have experience. They can match up and feel good about themselves if they're in the Sweet Sixteen. I just the second game is where I think they get picked off. Like they'll win their first game, right? They probably lose to a fifteen. The ten seven matchup, whoever gets through and plays them. If it's a weird matchup, a three-point shooting team, I think they could be in trouble there in the uh, in that second round. So Kansas is one I don't love as much. Paul, you want to tell us about Tennessee? Tennessee. Tennessee. The Volunteers. Tennessee. Oh, Paul, you're, uh, you're unmute. Paul, come on now. This All is right. like me with the video. Come on. 
So fun fact, <laughs> got 90 seconds. All right. So we've talked about Tennessee a bunch. Um, 11th in Ken Palm, 51st adjusted offense, third adjusted defense. So that's where they're going to win. Eighth in strength of schedule, quad one, seven and seven. But those are also their only seven losses. So they haven't really lost to any bad teams. Um, Kennedy Chandler is the guy to watch. He's an NBA level point guard, freshman, but also has uh, big experience playing at like the FIBA world stage, winning a gold medal there. Um, they're, it's interesting. They're, they've they been going with a small guard lineup a little bit. They had an injury in the front court. Their second leading uh, rebounder, third highest scorer. So to sum it up real quick, like it's defense. The guards are in the top – two other guards are in the top 26 in steal percentage. Offense is inconsistent. You basically need the defense to keep them close and then have a surgical strike with your offense. Uh, I do think they are an Elite Eight team. A team like Duke, if they face in the Sweet 16 in that 2-3 kind of matchup – that would be problematic. I'd be really intrigued for a matchup against a team like Baylor. It would be very interesting. That'll Go ahead, be a say fun one. Rick Barnes. He's 11 and what? 24 and 25 in the tournament. He's a <laughs> not choker. Great. Yeah, it's no. not great. It's not great. <laughs> okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back. BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth with you on a Friday. we got a lot to do. Great guests later in the show. And right now we're diving back into our Ken Palm 2020, our team capsules for NCAA basketball, the March Madness tournament coming up. Selection Sunday is, what, one week from this Sunday? We're so close now. We're here, oh my God, right? It is. Crazy. Yeah. We have conference <laughs> tournaments start this weekend. We've, we've talked through some of those that have already begun. Um, then we get the full roll through next week with conference tournaments. And then, boom, next Sunday we are there. So let's dive into a few more teams that, that we want to point out and, and talk about in depth here. I'll start us off with Villanova, uh, a team I have a 30-1 a, a to 1 on to win the national title. I mean, look, it's Jay Wright. It's Villanova. They're kind of one of those teams you just you know what they are year in, year out. Some years a little bit better than others, but – They've got a lot going for them. I think they're even better than their resume. You know, Galipsy at point guard, a veteran point guard that really they're kind of a different team when he's on the court. So, so here's the resume. 22-7 and seven right now heading into their final regular season Big East game. They're 12th overall in Kempom, 7th in offense, 37th in defense right now. And, and maybe the thing I like the most about them, they are the best free throw shooting team in college basketball. They are number one. Mm. And I'm not sure if they're going to set the record or not. It was about, what, a week and a half ago they were playing Providence. And and while I was watching the game, they put up that in the moment that they have the record. Like, this is the best free-throw shooting team 
in the history of college basketball by percentage. I don't know. It may have changed in the last week. Maybe they don't set that record, but they're there, right? They're they're one of the better free throw shooting teams we've seen and certainly the best one this year. Uh, they're a three seed right now, Joe Lenardi's Bracketology. And I, I really like that. You go back and look at their early season schedule. They played a really tough and challenging non-conference earlier this year. UCLA, Tennessee, Purdue, Baylor. I I, I could argue, I, I I doubt there's many teams in college basketball that have a tougher, that you know scheduled four tougher non-conference games before they started off in their conference. That's pretty good. UCLA, Tennessee, Purdue, Baylor. We're talking about, what, all four better seeds, three or better seeds in the NCAA tournament. So there's a lot there. Uh, 15 and eight, their last 18 games. They shoot the three well. They defend the three pretty well. They don't allow many three-point shots. They hit their free throws. As always, size can get them. They're not big that they could get beat on the on the boards. I mean, that's it's kind of the Jay Wright formula. If their threes don't fall, they will lose. But you get good guard play. You get good free throw shooting. A, a tested coach, one that I think we believe in, other than you know the guys we've been mentioning like Rick Barnes and Mick Cronin the last couple of days. Like Jay Wright's easy to believe in. I like Nova. The, I wouldn't want to face Nova. I'll put it that way, right? If I had a ticket on somebody else and Nova came up against them, I'd be worried. So I think Villanova's got a real chance to sweet 16 at least. Mm-hmm. I don't know why uh, more teams don't do the exact same thing with the non-con. I mean, just right. put them all up there. Who cares? Because look at us right now and look at look at the people that, that are going over the resumes. You don't get dinged for losses. In fact, people say, who cares? That was a great game. And, and if you hung tight, you go to overtime like they did against UCLA. What do mm-hmm. we say about that? It's actually more positive than a negative. Uh, you're, you're right. Nova's always, always a threat. And even though they are in the Big East, the schedule overall, and we just explained why, is one of the toughest ones in the nation. And they've gone against some really uh, good offenses. I believe they're 10th as far as uh, uh, opponents uh, rating. In offense, it's toughest ones. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely think they're a threat. Could they fall? Maybe. Maybe they could drop to a four if Providence wins the tournament and Nova's an early out. But I have a hard time believing that Nova would go down to the four line. A three seems right at the moment. So it's interesting. Before uh, we move forward to another team here, you mentioned, Joe, why don't more teams do this? So if you look at the non-conference strength of schedule rating, of, of the top 20 teams in Ken Palm, they, mm-hmm. have, they had by far the toughest non-conference um, rating on, on their schedule. So they are 15th in non-conference schedule rating. Nobody else in the top 20 is even close. Like, I'm, I'm looking the other ones. Uh, Kansas was 53, Tennessee 48, Auburn 70, UCLA 52. I mean, Gonzaga, Baylor, Kentucky in the 200s in terms of the non-conference strength of schedule rating. Okay, the argument on the other side is if you're in the Big Ten, Big 12, SEC right right now, not always, but right now SEC, well, we don't have to. We've got juggernauts all conference season. Right. So I guess that's it. But if you're in the Big East, uh, you definitely should be doing this. Or some of these, uh, some of the other conferences, like Pac-12, you should definitely be doing this. Yeah, for sure. All right, Joe, what do you got? Texas, Chris Beard? Yeah, let's go, Beard. Um, I, it's funny. I had Texas Tech earlier, and uh, now I have uh, Texas. 21-9 on the season, 10-7 in the Big 12. They are projected as a five seed at the moment. They are 15th in Ken Palm, 15th in net rating. If you uh, look for futures on them, you could find them 
70. I got them 70 last weekend, and I probably should have waited because now they're 80. Uh, they are 80 to 1 on FanDuel and points bet. They're 18 to 1 to make the final four. Quad one games below 500 on the year. Five and eight. Five and eight. Outside of that, quad two through four, they are 16 and one as they should be if they uh, want to be viewed as a legit team. 16th in the nation in defensive efficiency. Now, offense, we always talk about those 2020 teams. Uh, Texas, not that far off. And, and that's what put me on, on this team. Uh, 29th in offense. So 29th in offense, 19th in defense. On the defensive side, they are no, the number nine team in the country in turnover percentage. It did have a stretch early January uh, when they lost three or four games. And it's not like the schedule was just stacked. It was all the, the juggernauts in the on the conference. It was uh, losses to Oklahoma State, Iowa State, and Kansas State. So that, that's a bit worrisome. They do have big wins this year over Tennessee, and they also took out Kansas. But they've been swept by Texas Tech, and they've been swept by Baylor, and there was a Gonzaga loss early on in the year. So five and eight in those quad one games, that's a little bit concerning, but some of the metrics do, do favor them. Uh, the most popular lineup, the guys that get about 70% of the court time, all, all seniors, all seniors, hmm. uh, veterans. So that, that's just something to keep in mind. It's not like there's one or two players that dominates all, all, all the stats. I mean, Timmy Allen is our leading scorer and rebounder. But if you go down the line, and as far as points per game, it's 12, 11, 11, 9, 9. So it's a, it's a pretty balanced offensive attack. And on Saturday, we, uh, they get a chance to impress before the conference tournament because they get Kansas. Ooh. That, well, that, that is the chance, right? That's the chance to change yeah. the resume a little bit up? I would think so, because if you – that means sweeping Kansas in the regular season. Right. That, that would grab people's attention for sure. Yeah. I feel like fading Kansas is the move. Does anyone <laughs> do on the show have confidence in Kansas? I don't. No. The more I, I, I dug into them, the less I like them, which is – it's interesting yeah. when you do these Sounded capsules. Like like... A couple weeks ago, I felt like I liked Kansas, and now I'm off. I'm off. No. Yeah. <laughs> Jake Hassan, are you one of those Illini fans that still refers to Bill Self as Bill Selfish for leaving Illinois? Uh, no, I'm not one of those. Okay. There are still some holding on after all of these years. Hey, how long uh, has it been now? 15 a long time. It's been a long time. A long... <laughs> it's been a I think we're pushing time. two decades now, right? Yeah. He's been there a right. long time. It's been about almost 20 years. <laughs> Bill Selfish. I, I think, I think oh, a lot three. of that... No, it... 19 years he's been there 19 years <laughs> well I, I think the recent success of illinois basketball might get people to finally stop doing it because they stunk for so long after that right uh-huh and it was his fault right even though he did what he was supposed to do and yeah who, who is the coach yeah. right after him bruce weber yes bruce weber right yeah yeah championship game right oh five oh what a season that was a lot of fun Aaron great Williams. Probably the greatest college basketball game I've ever seen. Illinois, Arizona. And that was at yes. the United Center. Best comeback. I mean, elite, you, is that Elite Eight? Or that's uh, the... Was that Sweet 16 or Elite Eight? I think Elite Eight. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a great game. That, if you look, just YouTube it, the final four minutes, unbelievable. That, that was such a fun team because they had some great characters as well. Fading Kansas. Let's see what they do. Big 12 tournament yes. will be a lot of fun. Can't wait to break that one down next week. Who we got next? Who's up? 
We got Illinois. I went. I. What else we got? I think Illinois with Jake. All right. Hello. Hello. Hi. So I'm not going to be an Illinois fan that says this team like has no flaws and all they like. Yes, they have not played like they've had so many issues, Con- concussions to Curbelo and Coburn and COVID outbreak, but they have serious issues. I mean, you saw that even in the game against Penn State last night. They're going stretches where they just don't know what to do on offense. Like if Trent Frazier isn't shooting well or Alfonso Plummer isn't shooting well or Kofi Coburn is getting triple teamed to hell, they just don't know what to do sometimes. And thankfully their defense can sometimes make up for that, but they have some serious issues. I mean, looking at the Ken Palm ratings though, I mean, 18th in adjusted offense, 32nd in adjusted defense, that's fallen significantly. I think their adjusted defense was in the high teens like just a couple weeks ago, about a month ago, and they've fallen significantly. Now Grandison got hurt yesterday, which is big defensively and from a shooting standpoint. I still think they're going to be a good team once the tournament comes around, but you're talking about a team that is probably going to be a four seed now, and you had hopes of them being a one seed in the beginning. Uh, r- remind me, because um, they are below 500 in quad one games, five and six. Mm-hmm. How many of those games could you rattle off where they were? It was just they were outmanned because th- their dudes weren't ready, weren't helping. <sighs> I mean, at least one of the at least Purdue a few games. Yeah, I mean, at least one of yeah. the Purdue games because Curbelo was out there. Um, I don't know what the quad one losses are off the top of my head, but I mean, a couple of them, especially early, like because Marquette's probably a quad one loss now, right? Too. Uh, the, the Purdue double OT, mm-hmm. Ohio Curbelo State, was out for that. Arizona. Zona, I think uh, I think Kofi was out. I think he was still suspended for that game. I'm sure. I mean, it was a coin flip. Uh, the one point Marquette early on in the season. Right. Yeah. But I, I think yeah. I think Curbelo and Coburn missed both. They both missed that game, I believe. So, so most yeah. of these games, most of these yeah. games. I mean, they were I all mean there. the double OT game, too. I mean, you have to think Kofi fouled out of that game early, too. He, mm-hmm. I mean, he fouled out with like, I mean, most of the second half left, I think. And right. then, yeah, that Marquette game, I think they both missed Arizona. Kofi was definitely still suspended for. So, I mean, a couple in Arizona, of them, they were, they were there. Right. Oh yeah. I mean, they hung around in that game and that's, I think kind of a lot of the excuses. I, I'll say excuses that Illinois Twitter will make. Oh, these guys haven't played together and it's just been a run of bad luck, which is true to an extent. I mean, it's been injury after injury and guys missing time. And, you know, Trent Frazier's been banged up all year, too. But at a certain point, I mean, it's March now. So you can't use that excuse all the time because this is just the hand you're dealt at a certain point. So, I mean, RJ Melendez will be back at some point. He had an emergency appendectomy two weeks ago. So he'll be back soon. He was just starting to play well as a freshman. We'll see what happens with Grandison. But they have to be able to have a secondary option when Frazier and Kofi are not. Either Kofi's just being suffocated on defense and Frazier isn't shooting well. Maybe that's Plummer. Maybe that's Grandison. But just sometimes they look lost. And I'm sure they will figure it out when it matters. But, I mean, yesterday specifically, even against Penn State, like you see they have issues that are real. I know it's conference play, but in the last month and a half, I haven't I haven't seen them really put teams away. No, they've let teams hang around. A lot, around a lot for of sure. close games. Yeah, I and mean, Penn State was winning at halftime yesterday. I yeah. mean, even look at the Ohio State game; they were up by double digits early in that game, and then they just couldn't put them away. And granted, they came storming back and almost won that game, but that's their thing. They let teams come back into these games because their offense goes to sleep for long periods of time. 
So there are Something. four right now in Lunardi's yeah. projected bracket. I think so. I think that's what I saw. Yeah, they're in the there are four with Arkansas paired as the that five would be a nightmare matchup for Illinois. Like that's they're, that's not what you want yeah. at all. There um there are four just about everywhere. There are some mm-hmm. uh, mocks that have them as a five. I think that's a little unkind. We'll see what they yeah. do. And and if they win could the Big they Ten a, tournament, they might be a three, three again. Three, yeah, it could be. Sure. What are you thinking? What what would please you as an Illini fan? With is this it, team? Is, is it like expectation sweet 16, happy elite eight? Not expect I'm not expecting anything from this team because they very I mean, especially if they get Arkansas in that second round, they could lose. And that'll and that'll be mm-hmm. it. So I mean, I'll be happy with a sweet sixteen. After last year, I'll be happy with getting to the sweet sixteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And obviously the matchup matters, right? Like they could yes. they could also end up as a four or five and, and Providence could be with them. And then we could say they could get to the Sweet 16. They right. they could beat that team. So it's gonna matter where they go. I, I'm ready to be hurt again. I know. I was I was, I was coming <laughs> in thinking, do I do I like Illinois more or less after Jake talked? And it, the answer is less. less. <laughs> right. Which, which yes. is an upset because I'm sure everyone was expecting me to come on here and just yeah. completely be pro Illinois. Yeah, you yeah. You, know, you gave us you gave us the reality on the it's team, an objective. which is preview i like it yes which uh, right, is, is is there, is there a, a one or two that you would like to see in in the illinois region that you think they match up well against or is it just the easy answer the the ones that everybody's fading right now like people think purdue will bow out they have the experience i there. i don't want purdue just because i mean ivy they <laughs> have the better players i don't want the team that has the yeah. better players no one wants that. Right. That seems like a problem. Nobody wants Jade and Ivy against them. You want you want Rick Barnes in your region. Take down Paul. Come on. And, and, and all the Tennessee <laughs> future. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks with Becky L. Daily. We'll dive back into the conference tournaments. Texas State. We got the uh, we got Boston alive. We got Navy alive. Lots to jump into next. Uh, Becky L. Daily. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.